This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. There's been a bit of a shift in the focus around executive pay. In the past, the amount that was reported was the amount that the executive received at the time of issuance, especially stock awards. But now companies must report the true value because executive pay is mainly made up of those awards, which can move higher or lower with the run of the markets. And for 2022, a new report out says that it looks like more CEOs lost value than added. Wayne Gay is a professor of accounting here at the Wharton School and joins us with more on this. Wayne, great to talk to you again. How have you been? I've been uh, very well, thank you. Thanks for having me back. Thank you. And let's start, I guess, with the importance of of these kind of changes in understanding executive pay in terms of the reporting, the importance of having that in the mix so we truly have uh, an understanding of what's going on. Well, yes. Yeah. So the, 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 the recent disclosures um, have added an additional measure of compensation called uh, compensation actually paid. And I think it's important to recognize that this isn't a substitute for what we've been thinking about as total compensation. Firms will still have to disclose the grant date values of the, of the compensation that they're paying their executives. But now what we've done is we've added another measure that really gets at uh, understanding some of the incentives that the executives have because it, it's capturing changes in the values of their equity awards over time. And, and this is the way that, that most companies tie their senior executives' compensation and, and uh, wealth to company performance or shareholder performance. And, and from a historical perspective, that is, is the way that – CEOs believe that they can accumulate the most wealth in that process is through the success of the company and the success of the stock price. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's why we've seen for, for decades that the, the vast majority of the compensation that a CEO receives is in the form of equity, stock, stock options, restricted stock, performance-vested stock. And that's because those grants tie the, the CEO's interests with that of shareholders and, and can drive them to, to try to increase the share price. Is it a surprise to not see it more uh, based strictly on a, a salary, a compensation, uh, than it is to have it with these uh, connections to stock awards? Well, so, so the, the, the compensation numbers that we've always had or had for the last 15 years or more, um, the, the summary compensation for a CEO, that's always included the equity awards. It's included salary, yeah. bonus, equity awards, pension uh, values, uh, those sorts of things. But they were valued as of a point in time, as of the time that they were given to the CEO. So if the CEO gets their compensation package on July 1, the company would value everything they've given to the CEO on July 1, and they would report that compensation. This is what we paid our CEO this year. But now what we've added is this additional measure, and this additional measure is going to pick up changes in the value of not only the current year's uh, equity awards, but also unvested equity awards that might have been granted two or three or four even more years in the past to try to get a sense for 
how the CEO's uh, sort of wealth is changing with the shareholders so we get a better sense for incentive alignment. And these disclosures have always been, I mean, if, if you were diligent and went into the financial, the SEC filings, you could have pulled out the vast majority of this information previously, right. but now it's being reported in a, a more salient way so that investors can better understand some of these incentives. I was going to say, who benefits do you think the most then from this kind of new way of tracking this data? Yeah, I think the sophisticated uh, investors that are out there, they have been able to put these things together. And, and you do see, you know, institutional investors that will push back on CEOs that they perceive to not have enough skin in the game. So, so most CEOs are expected to hold a lot of stock in the company. That's what shareholders want to see. And, and you've seen institutional yeah. investors push back on some companies uh, and CEOs in the past. Um, but here, I think by making it more salient, it's going to be easier for the, say, the retail investor, the average person to get a better understanding for how the CEO is being compensated. And, and I think importantly, historically, there has been some criticism of CEOs, CEO compensation saying it's not sufficiently tied to performance. And, and those of us right. that study this area, we've always said – you know, these CEOs hold a lot of stock. They do have incentives that are aligned with shareholders, but, but just looking at the annual pay, the way it's reported, we don't see that. And so now I think we're, we're giving the, the investors more data so they can see, in fact, the CEO's uh, incentives are tied to shareholder value. Well, and I wanted to bring that up with you anyway, and I think the way you phrased it, you were, you were very kind in terms of some of the criticism that has been out there. In some cases, there have been CEOs who have really been lambasted for what was perceived to be kind of the, the, uh, the mix of compensation that they had in their packages, uh, when realistically, when you factor in that vesting period, it, it does have the potential of being a different dynamic. Yeah, it definitely does, and, and recognizing that for many of these CEOs, and indeed in the last 10 years, uh, it's become the case. I mean, historically, when I granted equity, when a company granted equity to their CEO, all the CEO would have to do is stick around for three or four years, and that equity would vest. But these days, not only do they have to right. stick around for three or four years, but often the, the equity is tied to certain performance metrics. So they have to stick around for four years and the stock price needs to go up by so much or they need to beat their peer group by so much. So, so it's, it's, uh, the disclosures over the last 20 years have just increasingly made a lot of these things more salient and more transparent, and I think that's a very good thing. And so then when you see the data come out, and again, you know, it's with the, the fluctuations in the markets, uh, with the data about what CEO pay looked like in 2022, to see that there were a, a higher level of CEOs that actually lost value over the course of the year because of where Wall Street was and the equities markets were, uh, is not really a surprise. Yeah, absolutely. So 2022 was not a good year for the stock market. Over the calendar year, the S&P 500 was down some 20%. So, so it was a, a, not a good year for the market. And so if we see a CEO in 2022 that, say, got a, a grant date value of their compensation at, say, $10 million, and we say, wow, that CEO got $10 million in compensation, but then we see that because they're holding equity, 
that is decreasing in value when the stock price declines, that $10 million compensation might turn into a $30 million loss in the value of their equity. And so, again, it, it draws our attention to the fact that, that much of this compensation is tied to shareholder value. So does it change the discussion around these issues, or is is the CEO just going to be kind of the target no matter what? Well, I mean, certainly when they're, you know, when, when things are not going well, either in the economy or an industry or in firm, that CEO is going to be the focal point. And, and it is going to, if a CEO is being compensated highly, which many of them are, they are going to draw the, the fire when things go poorly. Uh, and so I think, you know, th- this is just an additional piece of information that, that we have about these CEOs and just right. gives us a better understanding of, of the fact that the CEO suffers too. You know, granted, they're quite wealthy, they make a lot of money, but when the stock price suffers, they're kind of in it with shareholders, and they're often some of the biggest sort of losers, if you will, if the stock price declines. And on the other side, when the stock price goes up, uh, they're often uh, some of the big winners, and so it sort of focuses our attention on that point. But you also have to look at this realistically, not necessarily company to company, but sector to sector. And it was brought up in some of the reporting around this topic about 2022, while there were struggles, when you look at the energy sector, uh, a lot of the CEOs in that sector did exceptionally well because of you know what we saw in terms of uh, energy prices o- over the course of that year. So while some sectors may have really struggled, there are others that did very well in uh, in the year uh, a year ago. Yeah, absolutely, and and it's important to keep in mind that that the whole point of providing uh, a CEO's compensation in the form of equity is that if their company does well, if the sector does well, that they're going to benefit from that. And so I think it's important to also recognize that this new measure of compensation is not easy to compare across CEOs across sectors. So if we see a CEO in the pharma sector that, uh, you know, let's say the pharma sector did really well and that CEO's compensation actually received was $50 million because the stock price went up, and then we look at a different sector that performed poorly, and we say, oh, that CEO lost $50 million. It's important to recognize that at the time those CEOs each got their original grant, they might have been equal in value, but after the fact, when the stock price goes up or down, then those equity grants uh, are going to decline or increase in value accordingly. Right, and that question of transparency, uh, again, tends to be a little bit more uh, more open, a little more sunlight uh, on it when you have this type of a process in play uh, to to better know what's going on with the with the finances of the company and of the CEO. Yeah, absolutely. Again, more information I think is generally better in these cases. And again, it's important to recognize this isn't a substitute for the the previous measures we've had, but this is another another useful piece of information that investors can consider. All right, Wayne, great to talk to you as always. Thanks very much for your time. All the best. Thanks for having me. You got it. Uh, Wayne Gay, who is a accounting professor here at the Wharton School. To keep engaged with Wharton Business Daily and other Wharton School shows, visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.